You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Tim McMaster talking Toronto Blue Jays baseball with MLB.com. Jays reporter Gregor Chisholm. And Gregor, I guess, first of all, this is obviously a team that continues to play great baseball down the stretch, uh, heading into Wednesday night, a game-and-a-half lead in the East over the Yankees. And more good news with Marcus Stroman seemingly ready to take the mound on Saturday against those Yankees. We've kind of been talking about this for some time now as he worked his way back. How confident is the team that he'll be the Marcus Stroman they would like him to be? You know, they're certainly optimistic about it. Um, but, you know, it's kind of impossible to say at this point in time. You know, it's just because the rehab schedule had to go, you know, probably a little bit quicker than most people would have liked, except for Stroman himself, because he was obviously eager to get back up. But uh, normally this situation where you probably would have given him another rehab start, maybe even two in the minor leagues. Uh, but just with the way their season came to an end, uh, first week of September, that's not really a luxury uh, the Jays can afford at this point in time. So, uh, you know, the best way to, to see what he has as a starter is, is to basically throw him out there uh, now that he's had his, his pitch count elevated a little bit and see how he responds in those first couple of outings. But uh, the timing for the Blue Jays actually is pretty good um, because, you know, they've had – uh, some issues in the rotation recently with just Mark Burley being you know, a little banged up and a little fatigued. Uh, and then the fact that Drew Hutchinson has kind of continued to struggle a little bit. So there's a little bit of an opening there for, for Stroman. And if he's a guy who responds well down the stretch, um, you're talking about a guy who has the potential to be uh, you know, a, a frontline starter behind David Price in, in a, a team that hopes to be going to the postseason. Now, the numbers for Stroman in his second rehab start on Monday weren't great. Is there any concern there, or he was happy with the stuff and just didn't really get the results? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, probably. Uh, you know, the one good thing that you know he touched on after that uh, start was that it was a good thing for him to face a little bit of adversity. He got a little bit more, uh, you know, working, uh, throwing out of the stretch, uh, you know, pitching with runners in scoring position, all things that he hadn't really faced when he was going through the simulated games, and then, uh, you know, his first official rehab start with Class A Lansing was so far down low in the minor leagues that, you know, the hitters uh, basically couldn't even touch him down there. So uh, this was kind of the first real test for him uh, with Buffalo, and uh, it probably wasn't good that he had a little bit of issues because it did give him that, you know, a little bit more experience under his belt before uh, coming up here. But, uh, you know, that's, it also does go to show, on the other hand, though, that he's probably not quite as crisp and as sharp uh, as he would like to be, and that shouldn't be surprising either because, uh, I mean, you're talking about a guy who really has only been going through this at this pace for uh, the last few weeks. Uh, obviously, the rehab, there was an awful lot that went into that, but in terms of getting ready for, uh, you know, big league games, it's really only been the last few weeks. So uh, there's bound to be some rust along the way, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit at the big league level as well, but he's got a little bit of time uh, to smooth it out, although he is getting thrown right into the fire with the very first start coming against the Yankees and uh, the team that uh, the Jays are obviously competing against for that ALE spot. You mentioned Burley and the ERA near seven over his last four starts, had a cortisone shot in his shoulder on Tuesday. Is there any concern that he may not make it through the rest of the season? No, I think there is a lot of concern. I think that's kind of why you're seeing the steps the Jays have uh, been taking, not just this week, but going back a couple of weeks now. I mean, this is the, normally Burley's the, you know, the workhorse guy that you don't really have to worry about. Um, but, you know, he is getting up there in age and we've seen uh, some signs of fatigue. I'm not so, I'm not sure if he's uh, 
hurt necessarily, but I, you know, I think there's, he certainly as a Jays has kind of described as banged up a little bit, not just comes with wear and tear with, with all the innings that he has under his belt. Uh, and so before really the last few weeks, the Jays were trying to buy him an extra day here and there. Uh, his last start before that, he was actually pushed back twice, uh, trying to give him a couple of extra days. Um, and now Stroman coming back kind of gives them the ability to just back him off even a little bit more. Um, the concern is that, uh, you know, now you're kind of entering the stretch run. You, you can't back him off or you don't want to back him off too much. And you kind of wonder uh, what kind of shape he's going to be in when he comes uh, back from that cortisone shot because, I mean, he's a guy that you want to have available in the postseason as well. And uh, when you're talking about less than a month to go in the year, if he's going to miss a little bit of time with the cortisone shot, you kind of hope he makes a, a quick recovery after that because he's going to need to, to work out a few things in a couple of starts uh, before uh, October baseball rolls around. There was a stretch during this season after Devin Travis went down where kind of the one weak link in that lineup, I think, was second base. But Ryan Gowen suddenly on a bit of a tear. Uh, what have you seen from him? Has he, has he made an adjustment that's made Ryan Gowen's such a good hitter as of late, or is it just all clicking for him? I've seen a completely different hitter, and it's, it's remarkable because, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, the run that he's been on for you know over a month now, uh, I didn't think he was capable of it. Uh, you know, he's known as a glove-first kind of guy. He can put on a show in the field. Uh, but I just had never seen that ability or that upside with the bat. To me, it really comes down to his plate discipline. And, and normally that's a thing that you don't really teach uh, at the big league level. You kind of think that by the time guys get to the major leagues, they kind of are what they are when it comes to that type of stuff. They're either free swingers or they're guys who have the ability to work a walk. You don't see too many examples of, of guys getting to the big leagues and then all of a sudden excelling, uh, you know, with their on-base percentage skyrocketing with walks and things when they didn't have that before. But what we've seen over the last five, six weeks with, with Goins is, you know, his swing rate, the percentage of swings that he's uh, making during at-bats has gone down dramatically. It's gone down, you know, last time I checked earlier this week, it was down more than uh, 12% uh, compared to the way it was for the first part of his career. So he's seeing more pitches, um, and that's led to a really high on-base percentage. And then, um, because of that, I think the byproduct of that has also been better overall at bats, and he's, he's swinging at better pitches, and, and so therefore you're seeing, uh, you know, the average and stuff bump up as well. But it it's been a really remarkable run, and we'll see if he can actually keep it up. Uh, you know, a lot of people will point to still a relatively small sample size, but what we've seen from him in the batter's box looks like a completely different guy uh, than the one that uh, Jay Sands have been used to for the last two and a half years. I'm sure they'd be thrilled if he could just keep it up for two more months, and they'll they'll be good with that. Uh, the Blue Jays claim Matt Dominguez off waivers from the Brewers on Sunday. It's an interesting move. Dominguez, a guy who was a top prospect when he was coming up with the Marlins, he hit over 20 homers with the Astros just a couple years ago, and he's just 26. Um, what are the Blue Jays hoping? Are they just hoping to rekindle that? Is this a, a move for the future? What are they thinking with that claim? Yeah, I think that's more uh, towards an eye kind of uh, in, into the off season and into next year as well. Um, you know, it kind of gives them, um, you know, a guy who sort of similar to Danny Valencia that they had uh, on the team, a guy who has the ability to, you know, put the ball in the seats um, and, and gives them some flexibility um, going into the off season. I think that's more about that than any kind of impact you've seen right now. Uh, but, you know, Alex Anthopoulos, one, one thing he does is throughout his time, he's been very active on the waiver wire, and that doesn't really stop at any point in time. And apparently it doesn't even stop in, in the month of September when his team's uh, 
in the middle of a postseason run. So this is this is kind of one of those just overall organizational depth moves. And the Jays have had some success with guys who have shown power, uh, but have yet to fully tap into it. And uh, you know, I don't think anyone's going to think this guy is, is the next, uh, you know, Edwin Encarnacion or Jose Batista. But uh, the power is in there, and they, they're drawn to that, especially at that ballpark. So anytime they can get a guy, anytime they can take a flyer on someone like that. Uh, they're going to take it, take it, just to see what they can get in the future. There's lots of different reasons that players get called up in September when rosters expand. The Blue Jays have called up Matt Haig. He was the International League's MVP this year. He's 30 years old. Is this a, a situation where they're just rewarding a guy who's had a great season and at 30, you don't know how much time he has left, or is he actually going to get some time in games down the stretch? No, I think it'll be uh, mostly him just kind of coming up as a reward for the most part. The one thing that he does bring, and just the luxury of having expanded rosters at this time, he does give them uh, another guy who could come in uh, and pinch hit. I mean, there's situations where, uh, you know, if Ryan Goins is playing and somebody brought in a tough left-hander, uh, you know, Hag's a right-handed bat that they could go to if a guy like Chris Colabello is already in the starting lineup. Uh, at first base, so it just gives them even more options. And then the Jays certainly aren't thinking about this now, uh, but if it comes to a point where they can look in the standings in the final week, week and a half of the season, um, and realize that they have a little bit of breathing room, then you're also going to want to give uh, some of your big guys a, a bit of a rest as well. And Josh Donaldson's a guy who uh, obviously plays every single day, and so if you can give him a little bit of a break at some point uh, over over the next a uh, month or so, Hag uh, gives you uh, another possibility there, uh, along with some of the other kind of middle infielder types that they have that they could put on third base. So, uh, but more than anything, I think it w- really was uh, kind of a reward for him because he didn't make he didn't make it on September first when they did their fa- first wave of call-ups. But uh, John Gibbons at the time hinted that uh, simply because of the strong season that he put forth at Triple uh, A Buffalo, that he was something someone they couldn't uh, exactly ignore, and, and they needed to to reward him for the, the job he's done inside that organization this year. Latroy Hawkins was one of the, the many players, obviously, that the Blue Jays brought in at that trade deadline. And uh, we saw this week his he's making his presence felt not just on the mound, but we saw the rookies forced to carry teddy bears around with them as part of initiation. Can you just touch on that side of Hawkins and, and what he can mean to this team in the clubhouse? Yeah, I mean, it really is kind of remarkable that, uh, you know, a lot of the guys coming over have integrated themselves um, as quickly as they have, and, and Latroy is certainly at the top of that list. Um, you know, I think really they needed someone down there uh, in the bullpen who's kind of been there before. And, um, there's a little bit of a leadership angle in, in the bullpen as well. I mean, especially when you're talking about, you know, eight, nine inning guys like Aaron Sanchez and Roberto Osuna. Um, you know, those are guys who haven't been here before. And while they have, have the overpowering arms and they have all of that, uh, you know, I think there's something to be said for it. It's hard to measure this, but there is something to be said for uh, having a guy down there like Hawkins um, who can kind of talk them through some scenarios and things that he's been through. And, uh, and then on top of that, obviously, you love the fact that um, you have someone with that kind of experience being able to come in in the seventh inning in the postseason. Maybe it'll even happen in the sixth inning when, uh, you know, whether it's guys on base or, or just needing a clean inning to kind of bridge the gap to your setup, your top setup men. Um, he's really been a big overall impact on that team, and I think you saw it with kind of the rookie initiation uh, that he kind of helped spearhead. And it's a toned-down version from 
uh, what teams have done in the past and, and what uh, the Blue Jays have done in the past. But instead of uh, making rookies dress up and, and do all that, uh, they kind of went for a little bit more uh, lighthearted approach where, uh, you know, no one was getting made fun of or anything, but they all had to kind of carry around uh, these teddy bears. So it was kind of a lighthearted touch and, and kind, of, kind of fitting that it came from a guy like uh, Hawkins as well. Yeah, and if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the pictures, you can go to Cut4 on MLB.com and see all the uh, the pretty teddy bears being carried around by the Blue Jays rookies. All right, this has been Blue Jays Extras on MLB.com. Gregor, we'll talk to you again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.